Hello and welcome to the Ending Body Burnout Show. We are your hosts, Chris and Philly, co-founders of a multi-award winning functional medicine practice, serving busy people with energy, mood and gut issues. While busyness, addictive doing, people pleasing and perfectionism might be the norm, it's not normal and it's a major contributor to health issues. Our goal with this show is to give you a holistic root, root cause approach to healing your body so that you don't have to continue doctor or diet hopping or popping a gazillion supplements hoping something might stick. So get ready to heal your body, get your spark back, deeply connect with yourself and step into the life of your dreams. Let's Let's dive dive in. Hello, it is Philly here. Welcome to the show. Before we dive into this episode today, which I'm so excited to share with you, I just wanted to do another quick announcement about my book. Uh, We're in pre-release month this month. Um, So my book, Ending Body Burnout, a functional medicine guide for busy women with energy, mood and gut issues is soon to be released by the end of this month. Now we're doing a little special deal. So if you pre-order your book, book before it is physically released at the end of the month, not only will you be the first people to get the book, but also you will access almost $300 worth of bonuses. So that will include our Beating Body Burnout and Perfectionism short course, a live communicating with symptoms, intimate workshop with Chris and I, plus a bonus NLP process recording, which will help to switch off symptoms and my Gut Movement Masterclass. So if you purchase the book before the end of the month, you will get immediate access to all of these resources, which will essentially complement your reading of the book also. Um, Also look out for details on the book tour that is coming to a city near you. Um, So excited about that. Okay, so today in the episode, I am chatting to the beautiful Helen Marshall, who is founder of Primal Alternative. I have been following Helen and Primal Alternative for many years, probably when I first started eating healthy whole food and I was missing the bread and the cookies and the cakes. I stumbled across Primal Alternative by a local Primalista in Tasmania And I was like, oh my gosh, this bread is amazing and you make healthy cookies and pizza bases and it is all grain free. And what I love about Primal Alternative too, which is really helpful for clients or for people who are currently on healing protocols, is that there are options that are low FODMAP, paleo, keto, vegan, nut three. Helen and her Primalistas have got you covered. Now, Helen is also one of our sponsors of the book, Ending Body Burnout. So I am so incredibly grateful for her to for backing up the book even before she was able to read a draft. She was on board straight away. She's like, I love what you do. Um, we align so much in our own stories and in our own mission, which you will learn from Helen today. And so I just really wanted to get her on the podcast as well to share her own ending body burnout story and also the ripple effect that she is creating with Primal Alternative. So her official bio. So Helen's mission is to empower people to be accountable to their purpose with a new business model freedom, the Primalista license. 
The model was born from a desire to share a successful grain-free food business model. As a health coach, Helen saw firsthand how people fell off the wagon as they missed comfort food staples like bread, pizza, pastries, and cookies. So she created nourishing alternatives to the foods everyone loves, and they literally sold like hotcakes. Helen gets the struggles many face, finding a vocation that aligns with their values. So she packaged everything she'd learned about creating a food business from home whilst on a healing journey, raising a family and designing a lifestyle around the things she loves. The Primal Lister license meets the needs of many people in all areas of their lives, vocational, financial, mental, spiritual, social, physical, and to date over 291 Primal Listers have joined Primal Alternative in Australia, New Zealand, USA, and UK. So before ditching the rat race, she was a fitness instructor and personal trainer, then a business manager for a leading recruitment company in the city. Helen has interviewed people all of her life, listening to their desires around health, work, and lifestyle, and has combined those skills to bring her greatest contribution yet the Primalista license. Helen lives in 100 acres of wilderness in Albany, WA, with her husband, Mike, and their teenage children, Sam and Millie. She likes body balance, body step, and body pump, massage, coffee with her bestie, sunbathing, meditation, walks in nature, and champagne in the spa. And I know you are going to absolutely love Helen. Stay to the end because we get a little bit uh, off track, but not really at all around also the inner guide. Hello, Helen. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. I'm so excited. Thank you, Philly. It's very cool to be here. Yay. We actually did a swapsie, so I feel like I've only just spoken to you. (laughs) (laughs) Me again, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No need to apologise. Okay, so when we have our guests coming on to the Ending Body Burnout show, we love to get just super personal straight away. So what got you, well, actually, first of all, what got you into nutrition and using food as medicine, which I think will probably lead into your own body burnout story? Absolutely will. Yeah. So um, I I am lucky to be born into a family of cranks as um, they're self, uh, self-named. So mum and my dad always cooked everything from scratch. There was always home-cooked meals. My dad always had a veggie patch. They were into going to the gym, going to yoga, doing transcendental meditation. They were really kind of cool parents to have. Um, and I, so I've always been trying to be healthy you know and I guess I veered away from my parents my my mom and dad are awesome they never like get swept away with a trend you know they've always had butter they've always had full fat milk they never went the low fat route but I did because I was obviously peer pressured and socialized into that kind of life and um, I was in the fitness and wellness industry from the age of 14 so I was really bad at sport at school no I was always wing defense in netball so everyone knows that's the worst position to play nobody will ever throw the ball to me because I was used to close my eyes and go like that um so I got into aerobics as my kind of like activity mm-hmm. and I loved it you know moving my body to music it was amazing and I actually started teaching aerobics at the age of 14 wow. and started working in gyms and the message there was always low fat high carbohydrate, calories in, calories out. How many calories can you burn 
in the step class. Mm. Um, there wasn't really any regard. Well, there was no regard for nutrient density um, in, or additives, you know, like chugging down Pepsi Max was fine because it had no calories in it. Wow. And also as a teenager, I suffered quite a lot from acne. Mm. Like looking back, it probably wasn't too bad. Um, and as a child, a lot of uh, recurring tonsillitis. So I was at, mum and dad worked full time. So I was at doctors quite a lot with uh, repeat prescriptions for penicillin. And then when I had my acne, I was on something called oxytetracycline, which I remember the name of it because I was on that many repeats of it. And most people that I mentioned this to raise their eyebrows and say, oh my goodness, that's an mm. extremely potent antibacterial antibiotic, um, which is great because it gets rid of all the bacteria on your skin and prevents the acne, but it also gets rid of bacteria in your gut. So great. So I remember like, <laughs> yeah, not so good. So I remember like being at uni and being like super depressed, like lying in bed, just crying and crying and crying. And that kind of continued on like you know you sort of look back in time and you think no I can see now where you can put these pieces together so I kind of just carried on high functioning uh bumbling along and then yeah it was it was when I got really into food as medicine was to heal from my body burnout mm, so what was happening like what other so you mentioned the acne what other symptoms were you experiencing and how old were you so, so 14 19, when you, yeah. 14 when I started doing the aerobics. Yeah. And then 19 when I had the acne situation. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, got carried on with life. I remember like really big spells of feeling sort of quite down mm -hmm. and nothing too serious. And, you know, being from the north of England, <clears throat> the mentality always like, cheer up, love. You know, it might never happen. Uh, you know, get pull your socks up, get up, that kind of thing. But I can see probably now, you know, with hindsight, what a glorious thing that is. There was probably a lot of gut stuff going on that was causing that kind of like flat mood. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't really until after I'd had um, my second kid um, that I really started to really kind of go downhill from there. So I'd always had issues with reflux and heartburn. Mm -hmm. And the things that were sort of coming up for me right before I had my complete crash. So we'd had two. So I'd worked in corporate. I'd left corporate to be with baby number one because I had that horrible torn, you know, when I was at work, I felt like I should be with him. And then when I was with him, I felt like I was letting them down at work and I just, I can't do this. So I just left my corporate career. And I was always, I've always been the, the highest earner, the breadwinner in our marriage. And it was huge pressure, huge, huge pressure. And I was like, I don't care how we're going to make ends meet. I just trust that we will. And I don't know how we did. I think mom and dad helped us out quite a lot because my husband was an, on an apprentice wage at the time and we had a huge a huge mortgage mm. and I did anything I could to earn money, you know, like delivering leaflets, babysitting, just like the worst jobs just to kind of pay the bills and put food on the table, right? Um, and then as we were living in suburbia, that started to annoy me as well. So I'd left the corporate world and then I was like, is this it, you know, in this five by two with a pool and a spa with walking distance to the primary school and the cafe strip. I'm like, this is what I'm meant to want. This is like, you know, Nirvana. And I was like, this is, is this it? This is just not what I want. So we decided to make a tree change and we moved to a hundred acres of complete wilderness um, after my second baby was born. And so we were living, we were building a block, building on our wilderness block 
Um, my husband was working seven days a week. He's a carpenter, so he's working on other people's homes during the week and then building hours at the weekend, two little kids. No, you know, I'm from the UK, obviously by the accent. My husband's from New Zealand. No family to support us. It was super, super full on. And all of a sudden we, we moved in. I managed to keep keep everything together till we moved in. And then I just got this just wretched, wretched, awful, chronic nausea. Like I just felt sick all of the time. I was constipated. That was something that had been like a kind of long-term issue for me. And especially then when I had kids, because there wasn't really enough time to kind of sit on the loo and wait for a bowel (laughs) movement because there was always something that needed to be done. I had really bad insomnia. So I was really exhausted all day dreaming of hopping into bed on a night and then I'd get into bed and I'd start singing some kids theme tune to a, you know something on ABC for kids in my head like some kind of torture couldn't sleep um and it, as it turned out um I went to see a naturopath and she did a few tests and I had leaky gut I had small intestinal bacterial overgrowth which I now know goes kind of hand in hand with constipation And my kind of like default mood was just like, what's the point? Like, what's the point? It was too hard. I went for every single test at the doctors. I was like so certain I was dying of a horrible disease because my whole body was aching. I had plantar fasciitis. Uh, I had to wake up in the night to pop Nurofen to go back to sleep because I ached Mm. so much, which I now know is kind of like a catch-22 because that makes the gut worse. Yeah. And it was really, it was just a real mother of a body burnout that kind of, I guess, had been on a slow build since being a teenager. Mm, We sound so similar. (laughs) (laughs) Our stories. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. So you went to the naturopath, did some tests, leaky gut, SIBO. What was your, your journey for healing? Well, um, lots of supplements and liver detoxy kind of phase two stuff um, to do. Um, and and for me, the main thing that I knew, and it was almost like it kind of dropped in intuitively um, that I needed to go gluten-free. I was like, she's just going to tell me to go gluten-free. So I was like, okay, well, let's just go gluten-free. That can't be hard. And I'm very type A, so I was like straight off to the shops, right, gluten-free bread, gluten-free cereal gluten fault you know just the swaps and it was so disappointing because like I was like what is in this product it was like just all sorts of soy and emulsifiers and numbers and, and besides all of that it tasted like cardboard it was like so disgusting it was very very disappointing and I remember just feeling so deflated like oh my goodness how am I gonna live like this it's horrible but as you know you're only a couple of clicks away from paleo when you go down the gluten-free roots I decided that in for a penny in for a pound might as well just um, knock out you know seed oils as well as gluten and might as well take out grains altogether I did a dairy free stint alcohol free coffee stick a coffee free stint I did the lot and I really needed it it was like a really good kind of reset for me Mm -hmm. Um, yeah that's kind of how I it took a while uh, for the nausea to go Uh, it was kind of come back you know if I was a bit overworked or a little bit tired but I remember just that after about a week or so, just kind of like this veil lifting of just mm. like, whoa, oh my goodness. You know, the colors are brighter and the music sounds better. And I've got that little glimmer of there's, there is a point to all of this, you know, mm. um, which kind of gives you those little glimmers, just kind of give you that um, 
inspiration to keep on going, right? Yeah, I remember actually it was after my second baby too. I did a stool test, so many pathogens, including parasites. And I think it was about a couple of days after killing off the parasites, I was driving my oldest to the daycare and prior to that, very similar like mood, what's the point? I had a lot of anxiety and stuff as well, but I just remember that cloud of something lifting off me and it was it was actually I would call it a spiritual experience because the sun was shining in my face I was as I was yep. driving across a bridge and I just felt like oh my goodness not only like wow I'm actually starting to feel even better than what I ever have before but these parasites were actually affecting my mood <laughs> it's like what the heck it's so it's so cool it's a really I would agree, a very spiritual, it's a, like a feeling of connection. Like mm, connection. you're no longer disconnected mm. from source. Um, yeah. yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. So with more hindsight and wisdom, what do you think the root cause or causes were for you? Mm, that is a good question. Well, I reckon probably from a physical perspective, it might be kind of nervous system stuff. You know, I was pretty stressed out, which I, which means I had very low stomach acid. And I think, you know, my dad ha- had what he called during those years, a nervous stomach. And my grandma was very the same, very kind of like overthinking kind of um, with like that kind of overthinking, anxious, busy kind of uh, mm. genes. And um, yeah, so I think that that was lo- which led to low stomach acid, which then led to SIBO because, you know, it wasn't breaking down my food properly. I think a congested liver, which meant I wasn't producing enough bile, which was leading to just big food particles, overgrowth of bacteria, constipation. Like I said, no time to sit down for a proper bowel movement. Um, and then, yeah, just I think maybe from sort of more of a spiritual or a mind perspective, I think for me that mixed pressure I felt to be a stay-at-home mum, but also the need to work to make ends meet. Um, you know, and also like, I, I loved, I love my kids and I loved being at home, but I needed something a bit more than just washing and deal, you know, domestic bile, as I call it. Mm. <laughs> it's like, it's lovely. I love looking after my home and, you know, making beautiful food and being in my veggie patch and doing my yoga and all of that kind of thing and being with my kids. But I needed something more where I could like fulfill a passion, give me that fulfillment something a bit of a creative outlet um yeah so a a bit of combination and and you know I think that's a question we might always you know we're always kind of trying to think and get to the root cause of or what was it and what is it Mm, yeah that's a really good question Mm. yeah I think you picked up a lot of a lot of good things I think too when you said I'm a bit of a type a personality it's like type a personality body burnout (laughs) 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 until you actually understand your your patterns and the way that you kind of like do things and then you're like okay cool now what I know now know I can change or I can live in a way that that doesn't go a bit crazy (laughs) yeah 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 and to just be really conscious of the signals that your body gives you because it tells you straight away but we try and, you know, push it down. Like, you know, reflux for me is always the first one. Like you're, it's the first sort of, you know, red flag 
not good. Something's going down. Uh, you're rushing around too much. You're not chewing your food. You're not present while you're eating. Your stomach acid's low. Yeah. Or you've you know given too much of a nudge, reading your book too late into the night, not getting enough sleep, had too many nights where you've had a glass of wine. You know, all of these yep. kind of things. Yeah. It's like just keeping yeah. everything in balance and in check, using pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the grain-free eating was a big part of your journey and you got some really cool results around that using that method. Tell us about your business, Primal Alternative, which I just love. Why did you start this? Mm-hmm. What makes your product special? Just especially for people who might not know what Primal Alternative is. Cool. All right. Well, after I was feeling so good eating a paleo primal lifestyle, I really just felt it's almost like when you're on a healing journey, it's a very selfish and inward time. And it has to be like that because you're not used to anyone while you're feeling as crappy as as that, right? And you're in body burnout. You need to prioritize yourself first. But when you start to feel better, you know, like the day you're driving to daycare and you're going over the bridge, like, and how I felt too, I was like, oh my goodness. Who knew you could feel so better just by changing what was on the end of your fork, like mind blowing. This is just incredible. And I was going on about it to anyone who'd listen. And every time somebody said, oh, I've got this or that, I'd like prescribing the the primal diet to them, you know. And my friend said to me at the time, geez, it's just like you found God. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm getting a bit boring. So I decided to qualify as a primal health coach so that I could help with the women, but help them like in a helpful way instead of just boring the pants off them. Mm-hmm. So I started Preaching. coaching, running group coaching sessions. <laughs> <laughs> One-on-one sessions. I'd have like chats at my house, primal chats where everyone would come around and talk about their experiences. And I'd started baking because I told you about that supermarket bread was just disgusting. So I just tweaked some family favorite recipes, you know, because Mike said to me, that's my husband, the chippy husband, he said, we're not doing this without cookies. So I was like, okay, well, I just changed like the self-raising flour for almond meal and the margarine for organic butter and the white sugar for coconut sugar and the, you know, compound horrible chocolate from the supermarket for 70% cacao chocolate. And the result of the cookie was like so much nicer than the original. Mm-hmm. So I was like on a roll, what else can I do? Pizza, so I did pizzas and bread and, and cereal and all the things that you kind of miss. And they were really nutrient dense. You know, the bread I was making was with like eggs and zucchini and, um, you know, uh, really amazing ingredients and very nourishing and just made you feel so good, but you didn't feel like you were missing out. And so my, all my health coaching clients are like, this is great, H, I feel so good and I'm dead good during the week, you know, doing all my meat and veg and soaking my nuts and doing my ferments and doing my meat stock. But by the weekend, I can't be bothered anymore. So, you know, I've gone and I've ordered a pizza, I've gone to Domino's and I thought, oh, I've fallen off the wagon. So I'll just drain this bottle of red wine and then I might as well just eat the ice cream as well. Cause you know, just do it all. Just throw it out the window, (laughs) the baby out with the bath water. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, like, why don't I give you some of these pizzas that I, we're having and, and so I did. And so their results were just, it went from, you know, on the wagon, off the wagon to, never feeling like they were missing out because they never had to be that, you know, I can't have this thing. And then before I knew it, like I was just doing this like for friends, but then before I knew it, the local pizza guy, Massimo, who's like authentic Italian, he was like, I want to have your pizza bases in my shop. 
Um, it, he still sells them to this day. And then a couple of health food shops got in touch. And then a local farmer said, you should have a stall at the markets. People would love to, to buy your products. So I went out and did it. And then, um, yeah, that's kind of how it, how it all started. And I guess what makes the products special is that they taste nice, which mm. is good. And sometimes like there's a few paleo breads out there, but I don't know um, many other paleo pastries or wraps or, you know, brownies, pancake mixes. I just went for everything that we missed and just put it out there. So everything's, you know, homemade with love, which is really super important. The love that goes into food when it's homemade versus in a factory, you know, in plastic, you know, with the focus being all on shelf life and, and profit margin, there's a different vibe to something that's been handmade mm-hmm. uh, locally. So we've got food, food mile issue um, covered. And also we use cellophane packaging as well. So um, mm. no plastic, which is a big value proposition of mine as well. Yeah. I can't remember when I came across Primal Alternative. It would have been a few years ago, but before that I was making a lot of stuff myself because it was really hard to find something really good quality, especially in Tasmania, (laughs) in like the little local area I live in. Um, And when I got your bread, I'm like, this is not like the bread I make. I found that when I was trying to make bread uh, grain-free, it just all fell apart. And I don't know what your secret recipe is, but yours are like so good. Like you can actually cut them and they don't just crumble everywhere. And super nutrient dense too. So I I love just having like a piece of toast with some peanut butter for brekkie. And that does me for like three or four hours. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's so filling. It's so filling. And you know, like it was trial and error. I'm not just saying, and then I just changed the recipes and Ding. voila. Like it was like so many failed so much failed and you know I don't know how much money but lots of you know almond meal's not cheap (laughs) so luckily we've got chickens so they're kind of like recycled you know back into eggs and we could have another crack um but yeah it's hard because you're not working with gluten which kind of sticks everything together you're not working with starch you're not working with sugar so those are all the things that make cakes and biscuits work you know if you've got to take that out it does it's a bit of a chemistry situation to try and get it to to work properly and not just crumble. Yeah. (laughs) And what I love too about your products is it's not just primal or grain free, but you kind of, you, you actually have quite a lot of a range of different healing diet recommendations. So if someone's (laughs) vegan ethically or to heal, or if someone is on the low FODMAP, there's so many or keto, you've just got everything covered. Yeah. It's great. It's amazing. that's pretty much because that's that was my journal and then keto and then tried low FODMAP and then gaps, you know, so it's been like through the whole journey. I'm like, oh, what am I going to have? And so oh, I can't have eggs now because, you know, I did the IgG test and they're like, you can't eat eggs, you can't eat dairy. I'm like, oh, my goodness, no. what else can I eat? You know, it's a disaster. Yeah. So there's always something in the primal alternative range for whatever protocol you're on mm-hmm. uh, and even and even lunchbox, you know, nut free stuff because it's quite hard to find. Mm some nut-free paleo stuff as well. Yeah, because, you know, these are the things we face, right? And these are the journeys we we go on. Yeah, that's so good. Honestly, so many clients, people I know, myself, is just like, oh, yay, I don't have to make everything from scratch because people are busy yeah. as well. And so it is much easier just to buy something. 
<laughs> rather than making oh. every single thing. Okay, so you have a pretty incredible business model. So you started making Primal Alternative and then what happened? Did things just get like a bit out of control or are you, or are you thinking, how can I make this Australia-wide or even worldwide? Yeah, a, a bit of a combination. So it got busy and then, you know, you know, it's like on, with social media and organic reach and stuff, I'd be having people like over east saying, oh, can you say no worries? because we don't use any preservatives um you know they'd arrive there everything takes so long from wa and um they'd be like just a box of mold and i was like oh this isn't gonna work you know so there was like that practical part of it um and i wanted to get the product to more people because it it, yeah i knew it could really help but also i was doing a bit of personal development work around that time you know those annoying questions that people ask you and i remember there's like two people in particular but this one guy is like a local millionaire real guru in in like the personal development space and he was like he came to one of my like how to go paleo workshops and um I was like oh no what are you doing here is really intimidating and um I just wanted some (laughs) nice mums there you know and it's nice you have to come and And he uh, comes with his suit (laughs) well he just wears all black all black 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 t-shirt black pants (laughs) and um he said to me you know he said, you know, you've created a really good business model. I said, yeah, it's great. You know, I'm making like $500 a week profit. It's paid. Mm. I'm really happy. Because, oh, that's good. What are you, how are you going to mean, uh, grow the business from there? I was like, what a stupid question, you know, in my head. Like, I'm so happy with $500 a week. Why would I want to do anything more with it? So he kind of planted this seed. And then I was doing some work with a really cool, like she does uh, circle work. She's called Mitley Sowby. And she does like this dare to flourish um, questionnaire where she'll ask you you annoying questions that no one has got time for. Like, what are your values? What are your priorities? How do you want to go through the day feeling? What drains you? What inspires you? What strengthens you? What um, tools have you got that support you? And who do you need permission from? And what would you do? What are you going to do to um, kind of mitigate risks by planning for hurdles and speed bumps and what tools have you got to overcome those you know to be expected unexpected Mm. I was like oh goodness me who's got time for this this is so it was so irritating this is so anyway I did it right it's it's just (laughs) and then you miss some paleo bread (laughs) yeah give me a strategy and I'll do it so you know like my background my corporate career was in recruitment mm. and I told you about my time as a fitness instructor, right? So I was always talking to women, mm. always around health and then with work for 10 years in recruitment. And I never had, I'd always heard how women wanted to be like fit enough to be there for their family and run around after the kids. And, and with work, they wanted to do something that fit in around the kids, but there was no jobs out there, Philly. Like it's a complete patriarchal model out there you know like there's nothing unless you want to do and have four weeks off a year it's there's nothing there for you there's nothing that fits around family you know leave available and you know women like more variety like they might do a little bit of this and they want to do a little bit and volunteer there and pilates with rose on that day and you know Mm. so so it's a little combination of both of those things thinking hmm you know I want to get these products to more people and there's, there's not, there's nothing for the women out there. And then kind of just in a moment of just that, that really sort of rare moment in between one thought and the next thought, 
like this idea dropped in. It, I didn't sort of sit there and, you know, get, get a, um, a marker pen and whiteboard and brainstorm how I'm going to grow my business. It just dropped in and it said, you need to just share this business model, just all the stuff you've learned about, you know, getting your kitchen approved and yeah. the labels and the recipes and the pricing and how to make a sale and how to like post things on Instagram and all of that stuff that's really hard and really trips people up in business. Mm. Just share that with them. And, and like, I'm an only child. I don't know that's what it's like to have sisters really, but I knew that I wanted to create this like sisterhood where we could all be in it together and learn from each other and celebrate each other because, you know, families are great and everything, but they don't really get it when it comes to what you're doing. You know, oh, that's nice, mum. Oh, that's nice, love. You know, but they don't really get it uh, yeah. as much as, you know, your sisters get it. The soul sisters. Soul sisters. So I just thought, okay. And I knew that if I didn't run with this idea and manifest it or make it real, then that idea would just go to someone else and someone else mm. would do it. So I was like, oh, what, me? And that day I went to see three really inspiring women, like um, my massage therapist and my best friend and then Mitley, who was the one who asked me all those annoying questions. And I just said, look, this idea is coming, but I should, you know, license my business model. What do you think? And I think if anyone had gone, you must be kidding. Like no one is going to, are you kidding me? No one's going to go for that. I would have never done it. But luckily those three women said, oh my goodness, what a good idea. You have to do it. So I just kind of thought, okay, I didn't know what to do next, but I just trusted that if this idea had come from the mm. source, universe, God, whatever you want mm. to say, then the next steps would follow. So uh, mm. I just set out to do it. And even to this day, now I still follow that same, same guidance. It's pretty I cool. love it. So cool. Mm. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps. I'm like, <laughs> but how long, how, when, what year was it when you started Primal Alternative in terms of the Primal Listers? Okay. So I started the brand in 2014 and then received that idea in 2016. So it's yeah. seven years now since we um, launched the, the Primal Lister license. Um, yeah. Yeah. At the time of recording this podcast. Yeah. So cool. So cool. So, you're very big, it sounds like, on the inner guide. What does that what does that look like to you? Is it what you were just explaining? Sometimes you just get these like magical, inspiring thoughts, or how else do you follow that guide? And also around lifestyle. So you also believe that when you can tidy up your lifestyle, you can channel into that guide more so. And I'm like totally on board yeah. with that too. <laughs> mm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I really think that when you clean up your your diet and you clean up your environment, I always mm -hmm. think as within, so without. You know, so if you're living in a cluttered house, then it kind of makes you feel cluttered in in your head. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and yeah. So so there's that, but also mostly for me, the main one was clearing up the diet. Just felt like just an open channel, almost just cleared up all of that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, just, just fog or something that was there. Yeah, but yeah. I used to think that intuition or your inner guide uh, was reserved for special women with crystal balls. And I even used to actually pay a really awesome woman to access my guides. Oh, like wow. I'd go around and say, can you tell me what my guides say? Until she said, she said to me, look, you can actually do it yourself. Like you don't need to come to see me, but you know, you can do it yourself. 
And um, she told me about like different, you know, you've heard, everyone's heard of like a clairvoyant, but there's lots of different clairs. There's mm. about 10 of them, right? But most of the ones that are uh, most common are things like clairvoyant, which is what things you see, clair, um, sentient, which is what you feel, clairaudient, which is what I am. Um, so it's like you hear voices, but not, you know, not in a crazy way and that you need to be sectioned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so a really easy way to kind of like test what your dominant Claire is, is just to um, ask it a really uh, factual yes or no question. So it could be something like, am I in Launceston? Mm. And you're like, I'm like, no, that's what I can hear. Like, no, but some people might feel it like, Ooh. you know, or someone might, might see a big flashing no in front of them. And just ask mm. a few more questions like that. You've got, you've got, you know, you've got a dominant one. You've got all of them, but you have a dominant one. Mm. And, it, and then you can just practice. I just started talking to my, you know, going out for walks in nature, talking, either just asking questions in my head or actually talking out loud. Um, and then it doesn't have to be like big life-changing decisions like how will I grow my business or how will I create financial freedom or how will I manifest the love of my life? It can be just like, what am I going to wear today? Like, And mm. simple things that it kind of just becomes an inner knowing that guides you through everything. Like, And without all that decision fatigue or like weighing up pros and cons, which I do. You know, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, so it's quite interesting because I've practiced um, talking to my guide. And one day I just decided that I'd ask her for a laugh. It's a female entity. Or, and I said to her one day, I said, what's, she, what's your name? And she said, it's Pam. And I was like, that's a really daggy name for like a cool, <laughs> you know, like Pam. And then I said, what, Pam, like, what's that short for? And she said, it's the primal alternative mother. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's so true. And and it's almost like, and, you know, we might lose some listeners here. They're like, this woman's crazy, but it's true. So <laughs> bear with me. So it's a bit like, you know, when you uh, brew kombucha or mm-hmm. vinegar and mm-hmm. you have a mother, and then I can give you a scoby from my kombucha and you can take the scoby to your house and you can grow your own kombucha there right it's exactly the same and that is in essence what the primalista license is right it's a business model that's worked for me and I give that little bit of essence to you and you go and do that in your life and I just think it's the coolest thing ever it's all from (laughs) Pam Thanks, Em. I love that. I kind of, that actually makes a lot of sense. Maybe I use different words, but definitely I'm more of a kinesthetic person. So I'll feel, I'll, I'll feel mm. when something's right or when something's wrong. And that'll usually be like tension in my body or histamine type symptoms. But then when it's right, it's just, it's this beautiful energy. Knowing. Knowing. Yeah. Just an, just warm and fuzzy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And then, and what you were saying about, um, what was it? Did you use the word parts, the different parts or the different voices, different, different clairs? Different clairs. Yeah. Which clairs your most dominant clair? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so feeling, um, we sometimes like with our clients, cause there's different parts of us as well. And sometimes different parts will show up when, you know, maybe it's actually not quite the situation where they should be showing up 
And so I've done a bit of work as well around like the characters, the characters or, or the parts of me that all live at the table, but they're all like, I can't ditch any of them. They're all part of me. Sometimes their their role or their voices need to be changed or quietened though. And I actually did this the other day. Something happened where I was a bit triggered and I'm like, oh, that is irrational. So I sat down with my parts and I had a mm-hmm. few show up. <laughs> this is just with my eyes closed talking to them, just asking questions. And I had one that was like fearful filly and she was wearing this blue jumper that had an umbrella on it. And that was the same jumper I wore when I, on my first day of kindergarten when I didn't want to go to school and I was in my bedroom crying. Anyway, it was so funny that this adult filly, <laughs> the fearful filly was wearing the same jumper. Um, mm. And so I'm like, I love you. Thank you. I know you're always trying to keep me safe, but hey, let's like maybe change up your clothes. Let's put some armor on you and you're just going to be on the watchtower so that if there's real danger, you're still there and I'm listening mm. to you, but you don't have to, you know, it was an email that came through or something. And I'm, But, you know, like small little things that actually don't matter, you're going to be quiet now. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's funny because even an email and, you know, that's kind of the world that we live in there, everything's like the most threat will come through a text or a Facebook comment or an email. Like it's not actually someone at your door for a physical scrap, you know, and, but yeah. it has the same, we have the same reaction to it. Right. And, yeah. and I love how you talk about the parts. I, I talk about it too, but as not a part of me. So I, I would call them doubts and fears and they're kind of over here on the left side and doubts and fears are like little ch- jumping up all the time. Listen to me with all these reasons why you shouldn't go ahead and do the thing you want to do. And I, and it's great. And you just got to say, thank you so much, Dads and Safe. But you know what? This is just an experiment. Just an experiment. And that yes. makes them go, okay, that's fine. Right. Yeah, go, on, go on then. Yeah, no worries. Keep going. And they're just, yeah. it's not like they go away. It's not like you get to this transcended phase where you're never scared of anything and nothing triggers you or you don't worry about things or people don't upset you. You're like, what are you, just not human? You know, and I think we've got to just really allow those feelings to be there and, and to really mm. feel them, you know, feel them, to heal them. Um, mm. And sometimes it's easier said than done sometimes if there's other demands and things to get done and, you know, some days we're better at it than others, but mm. it's a good um, it's a good practice. <laughs> it is. It's good. I like how you said that. I kind of talk to that worry, fear, or the fearful feeling is, hey, it's okay. Thank you. But we're going to try something new now. Like it's safe to try mm. something new and, you know, just stick by me. That's all good. You're going to like make sure that, you know, I still say stay safe, but we're just trying something new. So it's almost like you're actually guiding your guide <laughs> or yeah. the part of the part of you that might be holding you back, even though their, their purpose is to love and protect you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And And if you don't evolve that, then you just keep me in the same, uh, same devil at the next level, if you like, mm. for an easy way to remind it. So it's really important to, yeah, spend that time sitting down with your different parts and your different characters and having those conversations. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. I might okay. try that next time. <laughs> so a lot of our listeners 
are in a state of body burnout, whether that's energy, mood, gut issues and stuck in that busyness trap. So when it comes to eating healthy, I know that for a lot of people, it's actually really difficult to maintain a healthy diet and lifestyle. So what would you say, just to finish off the conversation, your best tips for ditching deprivation? Because we don't want people to go into like restriction and hating the way that they're eating or living. So how do we ditch that? mindset and then also apply strategies or changes that are long lasting and sustainable. Yeah, love it. Um yes, well I think the main thing is yeah, just to not rely on willpower because it's finite, it's really strong on a Monday morning and it kind of checks off and like goes for a smoker about Wednesday morning. Uh you can't rely on it. It's very unreliable and it runs out and uh doesn't check in until the following Monday. So mm-hmm. you need to have something that doesn't rely on willpower because mm-hmm. when there's willpower and we can't have something, then we it, you know, humans, it's just human nature to want to get away with as much as possible. So if you want to get away with as much as possible, congratulations. It just means you're human. So just to try to create something where we don't feel ripped off, deprived, put out. Um, so for me, my best practical tips would be to meal plan. Uh, again, you can use you in a guide to help you with mm-hmm. that. <laughs> uh, or you can just ask your family what, what, what would they actually eat if you put it in front of them, which is um, more practical maybe and would save on grocery bills. Um, so to have that already taken care of, you've already got the ingredients in um, and to have some quality outsources. So, you know, you might not want to make dinner every night. So where is there locally that you can get a decent gluten-free vaguely nutrient dense meal for the occasions when you do want to have a night off obviously stash your um freezer full of primal alternatives like uh, pizzas bread wraps pastry granolas cookies you name it we've got everything apart from ice cream but we've got everything else you could ever desire um and that can just be on hand you know like for just whipping up something easy at the end of the week like friday night is a great night to whip out a pizza base and just chuck every little scrap that's left over from the week onto there. And even Alex Stewart from Low Tox Life admits that a quality outsource is good. You can't do it all yourself. And look, Mm. you know, the food delivery um, business is huge. Like whether you're getting Woolies online or Uber Eats, which is so expensive, it's like $25 Mm. a meal. If a family of four is doing that a few nights a week, that's expensive. So why not source some good quality ingredients and have some, healthy, convenient, snacky things on board. That's going to give you the convenience without the compromise and without, without the deprivation. Yeah. I think the big one for me was just finding delicious food that was healthy, (laughs) whether that was making it, buying it, um, and also going on holidays. I don't know if anyone else does this, but I'd always like, let's just say we're going to Sydney. I'm like, where are the best paleo or like health food cafes or like healthy vegan cafes? And I'm like, awesome. Now my family, we're going to like go to all those places and you're also going to enjoy it because the food's going to be delicious. <laughs> yeah. And this food tastes so much better than conventional food. It's like, it's way tastier. Oh, so especially lovely. once you've yeah, been... People- yeah, I was going to say, especially once you've been eating it and like it's just part of your life and then you go and have a crappy chocolate chip cookie and it's just like, this just tastes weird. <laughs> it doesn't even taste, yeah, I know. It's like, what is it? What's in it? And, it's, and mm. it just sort of leaves you feeling like, 
ripped off. And I think that's that's actually, I mean, don't get me started on how they process things in food labs to make it so you always feel a bit ripped off and because you then want more, you know, it's yeah. just, it's designed to be unsatisfying. Whereas like without one of our cookies, you have our cookie, you're like, I'm done. My cookie hit, my cookie need is, is, you know, quenched. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So much more satisfying. Mm, especially the chocolate ones. It's just like, oh yeah, chocolate fix yep. done. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It's been so awesome chatting, food, primal stuff, and the inner guide. <laughs> Don't forget Pam. <laughs> and Pam, and Pam. I'll never forget Pam. <laughs> so if our listeners want to, okay, two things. If there's listeners that want to get their hands on some primal alternative goodies, where can they go? And if there's anyone listening who is just like, you know what, this business opportunity of being able to cook at home, beautiful food, healthy food that is in line with my values and make money, how can we find out about those two things? Yeah, great. Okay, so if you want to order the products, uh, the best thing to do is to go and check out what we've got. So if you go to primalalternative.com forward slash products, That'll take you to what we've got, what the macros are, how many carbs it's got, what ingredients are in it, et cetera. And then order directly from your local primalista. That's the best way to do it. And they're do you more do than that happy to through post. the website. You do that through the yes, website. Through the website. Yep. Yeah, you'll get you'll see the link. So I don't have a shop on my site. Mm-hmm. So you'll go to directly. So kind of in inside out, because it's local, you know, um, compared to a normal food. <laughs> We don't do normal. It's very alternative. We do things the other way around here. <laughs> but if you're, you know, like you want to be of service in the world like Philly is, but you don't want to go to uni and, um, you know, study a degree and do years to like develop a business and get um, a client list and goodwill and all of that kind of thing, you can jump on board and get into the wellness industry and be a professional in six weeks with the Primalista license. So the best place to go and check that out would be the primalalternative.com forward slash license. And also if you want to grab an info pack and just have a bit of a read about what it's all about, I've got a recipe in there to try as well. That's primalalternative.com forward slash info hyphen pack. But if you go onto the website, it'll all be easy to find. Awesome. I'll make sure we have show notes down below, but yeah, that's, huge from one business owner to another it takes a really long time to build a brand is really what what primalistas are receiving as well okay well thank you so much it was lovely chatting Mm -hmm. always thank you philly Thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate you. If you'd like to give us extra smiles, drop us a review and spread the love by sharing this episode. You can also rate your own state of burnout and the root cause contributors by taking our Ending Body Burnout Assessment on our website. And if you're interested in learning about our group or one-on-one Ending Body Burnout programs, shoot us a DM via Instagram or Facebook. Have Have the the best best day day ever. ever. (laughs)